that lets you save when it's time for me to send out that demo reel to different local TV stations, they're going to see that I have years and years of experience. Even though it's not full-time experience, it is experience that will help me be successful in the role of being an anchor um, or a reporter. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Janine in the introduction, so without further ado, welcome to the show, Janine. Thanks so much for having me, Drew. I'm excited to be here. Yes, it's our pleasure. We've got lots to talk about, so let's get into it. Why don't you take a moment to talk about talk to our audience a moment, tell them about who you are, what you do, then we'll get into some questions. Yeah, perfect. So I'm Janine Samuels, and I am the CEO and president of Sign Prep, and we are basically a pro-cheer prep company. So what does that mean exactly? We help young women and now men become prepared, polished, and confident for auditions for the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, and other sports leagues, um, really get them prepared for the dance and the cheer programs for those leagues. And we have a very comprehensive program. Uh, we focus on wellness, mindset, confidence, interview skills, you name it. Um, it's very comprehensive because we understand and know that any audition that you go to, you have to bring your A-game and you have to be the full package. And so my love for that comes from me being a a former professional cheerleader myself for both the NFL and the NBA. Is that, was it normal for, so what's the title of that? What what do you call the, that? Yeah, so basically you are a professional cheerleader or a professional dancer. And so there is confusion because when people think about cheerleaders, they think about the rah-rah motion type cheerleader where you're getting thrown up in the air and things like that. But at the professional level, when you're talking NFL and NBA, most of the professional entertainment teams are dancers. And so there are a couple of teams, for example, the Ravens and the Titans that now have cheerleaders where it's a co-ed stunt squads and things like that. But the majority of the teams now are dancers. Okay. So is it normal for pro dancers to go from different leagues, NBA, NFL? It's 
I wouldn't say it's normal, but it is definitely possible. So I started in the NFL. Um, I cheered for the Washington football team for eight seasons. And then I retired. I took a year off. I thought I was done. That's actually when I started sideline prep. And as I was helping other women get ready for auditions, I realized that I wasn't finished. So I ended up auditioning for the NBA. So then I became an NBA dancer after that. But it really just depends on the person. Um, a lot of people will stick with one league and be with a team for a number of years, and then they finish up and move on with the rest of their lives. And then other people do want to try different leagues um, and you know venture onto different teams. So it really just depends on the individual. So what was the NBA team? So NBA was the Washington Wizards. So I am located in the Washington, D.C. area. So I pretty much stuck with the teams right here in my backyard. But that's one thing that we coach our clients about is really, you know, doing your research and figuring out what team is going to match your skill set, match your look, um, what um, different cities you would love to travel to and be open to going to different locations and traveling for different teams across the United States. Did you talk to MJ? (laughs) I waved to is he approachable or is he like in his own world, own bubble? <laughs> uh, what I'm told, very approachable, but gets it a lot. So, um, you know, there's a time and place for everything. Um, I personally, you know, didn't have the opportunity to meet him one-on-one, um, but have heard that he's been very approachable. <laughs> okay, so for you, I'd like to hear more about your background. How did you get into dancing or professional cheerleading? Yeah, so very ironically, I started out as a tomboy. So my father had three girls. Um, He wanted boys and he got three girls. And he was a football coach and a track and field coach. So all of us ran um, track and field. So I did cross country, indoor and outdoor track all through like middle school and high school, Um, was really a tomboy, loved going outside playing football with the the guys um, in middle school. And my sophomore year in high school, I was at indoor track practice and one of my teammates asked me if I would go with her to cheerleading tryouts. And I was like, "Uh, okay, sure. So we skipped indoor track practice, we left, we went to the tryouts, I made it and she didn't. And that was kind of the start of me finding a passion through performing and um, the athleticism that is really required to be a cheerleader. And so I cheered my sophomore year. I got cut my junior year and then cheered my senior year. And then I got into the University of Richmond and made their co-ed stunt squad. So I cheered for them for four years all through college. We won the small co-ed division in Disney World, the big competition that happens every year at Disney World. We won that my um, senior year for the small co-ed division. And then it was time to grow up and get a job. So I ended up uh, working for Bell Atlantic after college. So I came to the DC area, worked up here. And then the next season, a friend of mine that I went to high school with got drafted to what was then the Washington Redskins. And so I went to one of his games and literally stared at the cheerleaders the entire time. And at that moment, I decided, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to pursue this. And I auditioned and I made it. And so I was a cheerleader for, you know, the Redskins for eight seasons and, you know, had a full-time job and, you know, made it work. Okay. I got to ask you, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but you said the, you said Richmond? Yes. University of Richmond in Virginia. In Virginia, was that the Coach Carter University or completely different? Coach Carter University. No, it's a different university, I think. <laughs> okay. okay. I was like, whoa, wait a second, because I really like that movie. And I was like, is there a connection there? <laughs> okay, so for you, 
for you two, you said you had a job and you were you're dancing, you're working. Is it okay to say dancing? Is that proper? Yes. Okay, yeah, so proper. you were dancing and then you had a job. So so and then you, you guys don't travel with the teams because they have their own dancers for the at home teams, right? Correct. Yeah. So um, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that the majority of professional cheerleaders and dancers for NFL, NBA, and really any sports league, we have careers, we have full-time jobs, we have, you know, we're in school full-time or we're, you know, moms, which is obviously a full-time job in and of itself. So we work our regular nine to five or whatever it is. And then after that, we go to practice. And then on the weekends, we have games Um, for the NBA. Obviously there's so many more games. So we put in a full day's work and then we're heading to the arena we have a game that evening and it could be during the week. So literally the majority of us have full-time jobs. And then we do this as a supplemental kind of fun career on the side. That's hard work. Long days. It's a lot. It's a lot of work, but we're the, you know, we're passionate about what we do. We love to perform. We love to dance, um, being just, you know, think about being in an NFL stadium with all of those fans, the big lights, all of that energy. And you're a part of the game day experience for those fans. And in addition to that, you know, I was able to travel overseas in support of the military when I was a Washington football team, you know, well, it's the first ladies of football. It's now, you know, the whole name change you got has everyone all confused. But when I was, with the NFL, you know, we traveled overseas. We were one of the most requested um, dance teams to uh, for the USO, um, DOD, um, and Air Force Entertainment. And, you know, I went to Bosnia, Kosovo, Afghanistan in support of the military. And so a lot of people don't realize it's more than just game day. You know, we have practices obviously game day we have promotional appearances charity appearances and then we go overseas on tour as well in support of the military and you get paid for that to go overseas and be traveling and such Yep. We all, you know, we get paid. Um, it is a a little bit better now. Um, you know, it's normally an hourly rate, um, for things like that, but most definitely we get paid for our time. Now we are compensated, but you know, my very first year as a first lady of football, um, it was a nonprofit organization. So it was a nonprofit arm of the company and it was volunteer. And I, volunteered and was okay with that because I had so much fun. I enjoyed it so much. And we were giving back to the community. Now, obviously, you know, everyone for the most part gets paid, um, but it's not an income that we depend on because like I said, we're all career women or we're in college, you know, getting ready to move into a career. And so we all have income in, in other ways coming in. It's crazy to think how much money that one player would make (laughs) or a whole organization would bring in and they don't pay you guys a full-time wage. (laughs) Right. Well, and, and you know, there's a lot of controversy obviously about that topic. Right. And so it depends on who you ask and depends on who you talk to about it. For me personally, I read the contract. Um, I knew what I was getting into. I signed the contract and I was okay with that because again, that was not my career. Um, Dancing professionally right now is not a full-time profession. It is something that we do outside of our career. Now, when you are the athlete, 
the athlete is the main attraction. So the athlete is what the fans are technically coming for to see, and the entertainers are part of the game day experience. So it's just not a full-time position um, at this point for most teams, and that's kind of by design because you know fans are coming to see the sport, and we're part of enhancing the game day experience. We're there to you know interact with the fans, to be the ambassadors for the fans because the players can't come out and do that. So we're there to do that um, for the team as well. So what were you doing when you were when you were dancing? What was your career? So I worked for Bell Atlantic and it eventually, you know, became Verizon. And so I was part of a consulting company within Verizon and we basically did process improvement, strategic planning, VPR work, six TL 9000 ISO, all of that stuff. So a nerdy nerd at heart for sure. And <laughs> then I left Verizon and went out on my own and started my own consulting company. So I have a process improvement consulting company as well, GS um, Communications and Consulting. And I also do um, in-game hosting. So when I retired from the Wizards, the reason that I did was because they asked me to be the in-game host for the Wizards. So I was the in-game host for the Mystics, which is the women's team um, in the D.C. area. They loved what I was doing for the Mystics um, in the summers, and they asked me if I would come on board as the in-game host for the Wizards. So I did that for a number of years, and then um, I'm currently the in-game host for the Washington football team. So I am at all of the home games right at FedEx Field um, as the in-game host for them, and um, obviously also run sideline prep. So I have a, I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> you know, in addition to that, I'm an anchor. So there is a TV station right here in Maryland that I freelance for as an anchor and a TV station in West Virginia that I am an anchor for as well. So I wear a lot of hats, um, but at the end of the day, for me, it's really about helping other women become the best version of themselves through my coaching programs, through even the consulting that I do for different companies, um, but then also just trying to be a role model for other people to look up to and to emulate through what I do day in and day out um, with my different all the different hats that I'm currently wearing. <laughs> so is there a reason that you are doing so many different things? Do you want to streamline at one point in time and do one thing? Or are you enjoying doing a bunch of different things right now? Well, I think the reason that I've done so many things up to this point was just because I have a passion for all of these little things and I'm good at all of these things. And so it was has been really hard for me to figure out what is the one thing? So, you know, my dad would always say, you know, what is it? The uh, jack of all trades, a master at none. And so I understand that concept now. So I have backed off of the consulting side of my business. I focus more on sideline prep. And so the goal right now is to grow this business um, to the point where I can go into TV full time and do morning news, um, you know, every single morning and then do, do sideline prep. But at the time when I wanted to get into TV more full time, after leaving Verizon, I was going to have to take, you know, like a 75%, 80% pay cut just because the money is not in news, especially starting out as a reporter. So now that sideline prep has built up, I can, you know, step away from consulting, focus on that company and then go full time into TV. And so that's my ultimate goal. That's my my goal for the year. It will happen for me. Um, and it, it's a lot less stressful not having to juggle all of the balls and not having to figure out how to wear all of the hats. Yeah, for sure. So is it easier for you to get on to move from well, you have the experience and then they see you on TV and in different roles. Does that make it easier to get to another 
another area to move up to get more, be more full time? Yes, I think so. My resume um, from, you know, kind of having these side jobs um, over the years in TV, my resume is is nice and um, firm at this point. I have a lot of experience in a lot of different areas. You know, for about 10 years, I was I call myself the Ryan Seacrest of the military in game host um, opportunities for the Mystics, the Wizards and now the Washington football team are really helping to build um, my resume. So when it's time for me to send out that demo reel to different local TV stations, they're going to see that I have years and years of experience, even though it's not full time experience. It is experience that will help me be successful in the role of being an anchor um, or reporter i i uh gosh oh i read an article about ryan seacrest and his schedule doesn't he does he fly like he was crazy like he was i don't know if he flew he flies every day from one location to the next it was i couldn't imagine yeah i mean he's in high demand obviously i want to be like him (laughs) (laughs) maybe Uh, But, you know, I think my ultimate goal um, would be um, a national morning news show. That would be, you know, wonderful for me. Um, I'm leaning more toward uh, morning news because it's a little more lighthearted. At heart, I'm a bubbly, happy person. And I mean, you know, the news, especially in the evening, can be a little depressing. (laughs) And so I am kind of moving more toward the morning. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. Okay. So in regards to your consulting company and you're, you're trying to get people ready and prepped, Tell us more about that. Let's let's talk about that in this segment. Yeah, sure. So with Sideline Prep, um, we really help um, young women and now men because there are a lot of teams now that are accepting men into their programs. We help them become prepared for auditions. And we've been doing this for so long that, you know, I understand and know that you can go in with, you know, tons of dance experience, have, um, you know, a million pirouettes, high kicks up to your ears. But if you don't have confidence and if you don't believe that you can do it, the judges are going to see that. So my coaching program is very comprehensive in that the foundation of it all is working on mindset and confidence. So every other week they're on the phone with me and I give them different tactics and tips to help build confidence, to make sure and understand that they know that if they believe it's possible and if they have faith in themselves and then they put the work behind it, then it can and it will happen for them. And so that's the foundation of the program. But then obviously we teach them the tactical tips and the know-hows of what they need to do to be prepared as it relates to, you know, first of all, setting up goals, um, understanding what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, what those gaps are and how to close those gaps. Um, but then also, you know, nutrition and fitness, making sure that they're making this a part of their lifestyle so that they can sustain Um, their new image and their new body once they make the team. It's about, you know, technique and flexibility and kicks, makeup, hair, their attire, their interview skills, their speaking skills, just being able to introduce themselves in front of a judge, filling out their application, crafting a resume. There's so much that goes into the audition process and we literally cover it all. Okay. So when it comes to that type of process, I'd love to talk about confidence and mindset. I think about this often myself. How do you teach confidence? Like so many people are, I don't know. What's the, what's the opposite of confident? <laughs> Having low self-esteem. <laughs> yes, yes. Not believing in themselves. Um, self-conscious, self-conscious. Yes, being self-conscious. You know, I talk about compare-itis. You know, when you go into an audition room and instead of you focusing on yourself and your skills and what you can bring to the table, you look around the room and you're worried about, oh my gosh, that girl looks great. This girl has, you know, amazing um, pirouettes, you know, and 
really using that to bring yourself down. And so our program teaches um, confidence in the sense of, first of all, as you build your skill and your knowledge through our program, the tactical things, the action and all of that, as you build your skills and your knowledge, then your competence in those different areas will increase. As your competence increases in any area, your confidence is going to follow. So you may come in and not have the technical skills. We're going to teach you the technical skills. The more you work on that, practice it, you're going to see yourself improving. And now your confidence in that area is going to naturally increase. So that's from a tactical standpoint. But then we also go over different, um, you know, daily routines and habits that they can be focused on to help them raise their confidence. And we help them to realize that, yes, it's about the goal, but it's more about the habits that you need to have to help you accomplish the goals. So really helping them understand the importance of morning routines, getting up in the morning, owning your mornings. If you own your mornings, you'll own your days, your weeks, your months, and your years. And so making sure that you're working out, that you're journaling, that you are visualizing, that you um, have those affirmations that you're constantly repeating over and over and over again to yourself. We talk about self-hypnosis. So there's a lot of tactical things that people can do, a lot of habits that you know our women um, start to realize the importance of. And as they start to do these things, they start to build confidence and they start to reprogram their mind. And it really is, it it starts here, right? So it's a lot of just letting them understand and know how your mind works and how to reprogram their mind for positivity instead of self-doubt and fear and overwhelm and letting them know that it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to have fear and doubt. You know, fear is false evidence appearing real. It's just your mind trying to keep you safe. It's your mind trying to say, wait a minute, I'm comfortable here. Don't, don't step outside of the comfort zone. And once you recognize that you're, that's your, the duty of your mind, then you can easily push through it. So it's really education right on how the mind works and then how to set up healthy habits so what does your program look like like when someone signs up is that a in-person service is that online service a combo so it is mainly all virtual now because of COVID. Before COVID, we were already about um, 90% virtual. We had an in-person workshop at the beginning and one at the end. But now the entire program is virtual. It, it's six months. So it's four months of content. Um, each person gets an accountability coach, an accountability partner. There's virtual trainings. There's live trainings. There's live dance classes um, and very, very comprehensive. And then once they start the program, they have the opportunity to get feedback from us 24-7. So they're able to post videos in our private Facebook group. They're able to connect with the coach whenever they, they need to talk to a coach. They work with Jeanette, our nutrition and fitness coach, to get a tailored meal plan and workout regimen for them to meet their goals. We have a makeover coach that helps them with their appearance. Um, We have a self-image coach that really helps them with the presentation and their interview process and their interview skills and public speaking. And so we understand that they have to be the full package. So we've set it up so that depending on any person's um, area of weakness, which we call an OFI, an opportunity for improvement, we have a coach that can help them push through that. So, okay, so you have individual coaches for each section. You don't have like one person isn't teaching half the course. 
Right. So I'm there pretty much the entire course, um, really focusing on mindset, confidence, and you know, goal setting and all of that. But then I have a team of coaches that serve as accountability coaches. So each um, accountability coach has anywhere from about six to 15 people that she will work with specifically throughout the duration of the program. But then we're all in the Facebook group together. We're all like everyone joins my calls together. So there's a lot of um, time when we're all together doing things. And then we have smaller groups that can provide more specific attention. And then we have one-on-one opportunities as well, where our participants participants can work with any coach of their choice as well on a specific topic area. And so is do your groups, are, do they get quite big or are they more intimate? How does, how does that work? Everyone goes to the same group? Yeah, it really just depends on um, the cycle. So this winter program, the winter programs are normally larger because NFL teams normally have more um, ladies auditioning for NFL teams. It's just more popular. So depending on the year, it could be anywhere from about 50 to about 100 people um, in the winter program. The summer programs go from about 40 to normally 60 people. And that's is that a different sport? mainly so normally the spring summer programs those ladies and men are looking more for nba teams okay and then okay so and then for you guys how do you get these guys how do you awareness marketing how do you reach them how do you find these people to get to get in the door yeah, so we are big on IG. <laughs> you can find us at Sideline Prep. So big on IG. Um, we obviously have a website, sidelineprep.com. Um, we do a lot of free classes. We have a private Facebook group. Um, you know, it's called our Prep to Pro Cheer and Dance Facebook group, where we have live dance classes and live sessions that are all for free for our participants. You know, and obviously we have, you know, marketing funnels. They can go on our website and grab a different freebie or tool or resource. And then we have them on our email list and make sure that they are aware of all of the events that we have coming up. We have five day challenges. We have different, you know, free webinars. Um, Our model is really about providing tons and tons of value and free resources and information because we don't want people to stop short of their goal and not trying to go for it. So we try to equip them with the basics to let them know and understand that if it's a desire in their heart to do it, then they should do it. And they shouldn't let fear or doubt stop them. I love that. So tell me real quick. I don't, we don't have too much time. How do you guys approach goals? Is, is it, do you have a unique method? Is it is it mainstream? I'd love to hear about this. Yeah, so it comes a lot from my business background. So we have work plans. We create SMART goals. I teach them that entire process. There's an entire training um, on SMART goals. But our kind of uh, methodology is the prep method. So you prepare the P, then you re, you know, you you react to that plan. You you create that plan. You react to the plan. Then you evaluate your plan along the way. And then the last P is perform. You're ready to get in front of those judges and you know perform. And then as you are kind of going through that cycle and you get to that E, that evaluation stage, you might have to course correct. So then you go back up to the preparation um, phase and you update your plan, then you rack to the plan and it's a cycle. So it's our prep model. <laughs> awesome. I love it. All right, Janine, we do have to wrap things up here. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to cover before we say goodbye? Yeah. I mean, I guess just for anyone listening, you know, you likely aren't, you know, in the, you know, maybe you don't want to become a professional cheerleader, but you have another goal out there, another thing that you want to accomplish. And I just want to remind everyone that if you don't leave your comfort zone, you won't leave your comfort zone. So if you want to do something different, you have to do something different.
If you continue to do what you've always done, you'll continue to get what you've always gotten. And so you just have to have faith in yourself that you can do it and you have to put action behind that faith and then it will happen for you. I love it. Sounds similar to one of my favorite quotes. If you want something you never had, you know that one? Something you've never done. (laughs) Yes. I know you know it. And then tell me your favorite book before I let you go here. Uh, I know it's a tough one. Favorite like um, self-help kind of work on yourself book. Oh my gosh. I have so many. So success is not an accident is definitely one that I absolutely love. Um, And then I have tons behind me. Probably the miracle equation is another one. And that's uh, a book where he really talks about having unwavering faith in yourself and then putting extraordinary action behind that faith to create your miracle and to make it happen. Um, That's Hal Elrod. So that's another one of my favorites. Awesome. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, before we let you go, your do you, or you, I know you mentioned your website and handle social media. Tell us again one more time in case anyone wants to reach out to you. Yeah, for sure. So sidelineprep.com and you can find us on YouTube, IG, Twitter, and Facebook um, at Sideline Prep. And then my handle is either Janine Samuels or Janine and then with a G. So literally spelling it out, Janine, G-E-N-I-E-N-N-E-W-I-T-H-A-G. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today on Exploring Mind and Body. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's our pleasure. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post stuff there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.